Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerberson with Reed Bacon. We are at Reed's house in Knoxville after watching a practice with Tennessee. Uh, it's the 14th today of August, so this is a little bit of backlog, but we got, we're breaking down the entire offense on this podcast. Who are the starters? Who's playing where? Who's the best people we got out in the field? What positions we're worried and what positions we're not worried about? And the biggest question of all, who's quarterback one. So, uh, gonna be a great podcast, gonna give you guys a lot of information, and uh, let's jump into it. By the game, snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no sir Reed. No sir Reed. Final score, Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught by Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee, Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt. Touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, got to shout out our presenting sponsor, as always, betonline.ag. You know it, I've said it, every podcast, it's the place to go for any of your betting on any sport, anything out there. They got all the news, the stats, the odds that you were looking for. Heck, they got stuff on gold medal uh, things that are going on in the Olympics. Um, baseball that's in full swing, golf, everything. So if you know you're looking to bet on anything, that's the place to go. So uh, you you know sign up online or use your mobile device and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, so that's betonline.ag. So before the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head on over to betonline.ag today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts all right got to shout out a new sponsor uh, balance seven so it is a, a ph balancing alkaline supplement that you know just helps boost you earn your energy helps keep you hydrated all that kind of stuff it's uh you know something that you can really use when you're working out when you're trying to get healthy um so it's perfect it's awesome uh so cool thing is we've got a promotion running with balance seven right now where if you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, you'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. Uh, that product retails for $13.99, so I'd say it's worth it. Uh, again, head to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, and get in on the promotion. I know I will. All right, welcome in everybody. 
Got another great one here. Uh, <laughs> doing the uh, offensive side of the ball now. We just got done with a Tennessee practice. And, you know, we just did defense. Put that out. Now the exciting part, offensive side of the ball. What everybody wants to know, obviously, is quarterback position. Who's landing where. Um, is there anything you want to touch on first before we get into a position by position? Yeah, we'll just touch on uh, – so we're literally the exact same spot. If you did not watch <laughs> the defense, we are still at my house. Yes. We literally finished recording. I got a water, went to the bathroom. Kyler did some technical stuff. <laughs> we both looked at our phones for a few minutes. I stepped outside, called my girlfriend, yeah. <laughs> just kind of meandered around, <laughs> and now we're here. <laughs> so this is exactly where we were all sitting. I'm in my – I think this – it's like my great-great-grandfather's chair. So, you know, we're still in the same spot. Haven't showered yet. Um, no. It was sweating like crazy. Yeah, it was hot. It was a hot one at practice today. But, it, like I said, like we said on defense, it was a blast. We love being out there. Um, let's wait and do quarterback last. Okay. Just, Keep them on the edge of their seats. Yeah, exactly. Keep them on the edge of their seats. So, um, I will say as a tease, if you didn't listen to defense – we definitely have a feeling of who we think is going to be the starting quarterback. Yes. Um, let's go O-line. Let's okay. just start with O-line. Okay. That's all you care about. That's all you basically <laughs> – it's all you basically watch at practice. Yeah. Um, and so, so let's just dive right into the big uglies up front. All right. Yeah. So one thing that I was noticing, there was bad – you know, talks coming out of the, the scrimmage, um, saying the O-line didn't perform well, they didn't do well. And so when I'm there, I, I'm really trying to understand, okay, what happened? What, what, what was going on? Why weren't they performing well? What, you know, why did the defensive line do so well? And I think it's just being cohesive, being cohesive together, just understanding what the other person next to you needs and stuff like that, because this is a different lineup than what we saw in the spring. They're still rotating guys in as we were at practice. So I think that like working together, understanding, I mean, any offensive lineman could like something a little bit more than another and playing next to him, you come to understand, Oh, this is how much help he can give me on this play. This is how much help he'll, he'll do on this, but this is, and those little nuances can really, really help when it comes to an actual gameplay, an actual um, just situational awareness. So I think that's part of it. Um, because honestly, man, like when I watch some of our guys, they are freaking ballers. Like I've been watching Cade forever, and he is a great athlete, understands technique very well. Darno Wright, I mean, there's a reason why he came out of high school, you know, just so highly touted. He's a huge individual. He has good frame about him. He love he stays square in his pass protection. He's he's a big body, so he can move guys out of the way. And then our guards in Carvin and Spragans are are great. I mean, honestly, they're our best offensive linemen. Out of everyone we have, Carvin and Spragan, I would put Carvin number one for sure. Just the way he practices, the amount of effort he puts in. I mean, he was dominating dudes out there. And not necessarily like in team drills. It's a lot harder to see during the team drill. 
But individual drills, if they're if it's a one-on-one pass, bro, if it was one-on-one just effort run blocking, if it was half line where it was just, you know, center over and they're doing combo blocks and stuff like he was the best player out there on the offensive line. And I necessarily didn't see that in the spring. I don't know if it's just confidence, if it's him starting to understand his game and the way he plays and, you know, what he needs to do to be in the right mindset. But, man, I was freaking impressed. I, I really, really was. And that's not to say anything about Spragans either. Spragans impressed me too, and he is the most vocal guy on the offensive line, which I love just – Hey, good job to every single guy that goes up there supporting third string guys. Just being a vocal leader because you're not going to get that out of Cade and you're not going to get that out of Darnell. And Cooper, probably not going to get that out of him either. Not yet. But not yet. Yeah. But they're just like, Darnell and Cade themselves are not vocal leaders at all. Like, they're never going to be the one to say something. Right. They're to themselves, maybe lead by example, but... That's just not who they are. I, we left practice, um, you know, once again, I feel like I always have to like preference stuff. So I apologize to listeners if I do it all the time. Um, this is one practice we get to see. We saw it at spring. We see now. Um, we both looked at each other and we loved what Carvin and Spragans were doing. We loved it. Like now maybe that's just us looking at it as, we would want to play with those type of guys or we would want to coach those type of guys. And um, we want that in, uh, in our team. Now, does that mean that they are the best guards out there? Like, well, no, but like, we want to ride with those guys. Like, we love that crap. Like, yeah. they, like you said, everything they were doing was great. Their performance was good. Their attitude was good. Their energy was good. Their support for others was great. And I, I hope people caught what you said. Like, Spragans and Carvin were our best offensive linemen. They're definitely not the most talented. No. I mean, but you didn't say uh, Darnell Wright, and you didn't say Cade Mays. And we love – I mean, like, for, for Cooper and Cade, you know them because you coach them at Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, not telling anybody, if you guys have listened to any of these other podcasts, especially the last one or any of them, I'm a huge Catholic, Knoxville Catholic homer. That's where I went. Obviously, that's where Kyla went. And so we take pride in those guys that come from there. And we want Cooper and Cade to be great and do great. And I think for Cade, he has every, every physical trait. I remember talking with you on the phone one time when he was in high school and hearing some things that I wasn't pumped about. Mm-hmm. And um, you're like, dude, the kid's a freak. Like, he's like 15, 16 years old. And, like, he's just a freak. Like, the size and strength in his hands and his feet. And um, now it's just like we want him to be great. And we want him to work and push himself like Spragans and Carvin or yes. like other or other guys. Not to mean that he's not going to be good or be fine, but we just uh, – I think it's a great way for us to put it. We've been saying it a, a couple times on these past two pods, but it leaves a little bit more left to be desired. Yeah. And, and that's the best way I'll put it. Um, and I think maybe some of it has to do with their playing Cade at, at 
right tackle right now, and yeah. he probably wants to – well, not probably. We know for a fact he wants to play guard. Yeah, he, but, he makes everyone know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's like unfortunately, and for his sake, I wish he could play guard, and he's going to get a chance in the NFL because he's just – He's just so God-given yeah. and talent and, and everything. But sometimes if the coaches don't think that's the best, like they need you to help the team and you're on the team. And so we need you to be a, a team player. But offensive line, like I felt like leaving spring, I was like, okay, I, I feel feel pretty good about this. Yeah. Obviously you take a big body out of there. In, uh, in Calvert, you know, yeah. who we talked about last podcast, so he's not out there right now. And so one big body out of a group, it, it, it you, you feel like it kind of stinks just yeah. for depth purposes. But um, everyone's talking about Darnell Wright. Yes, he has lost weight. He does look good. I didn't tell Cades that he's lost a bunch of weight. Like it, people say he's lost 15, 20 months. I didn't really notice it with him. Maybe like I noticed it with Darnell Wright. Well, I mean – 325 to 310 you can't really notice that much like that's 15 pounds but when you're that heavy it's like yeah what did anything happen right i mean but that's but what i'm saying is i could see something with darnell right yes and so um yeah i could just tell a, a difference and we were hoping dane davis was going to get a chance to start at left tackle yeah. or right tackle or i guess right just because then that would put Cooper inside or a Cade inside um, doesn't look like that's necessarily going to be the case right now. That they're going to go probably with Cade and um, Darnell. And Darnell is our tackles, and then they want Cooper to play center. But it's the same thing I've always been worried about since he was a Catholic. Like he's just smaller. If he was Cade's size, be incredible because I love the, his his nastiness, how he competes, how he works hard, reps Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But he's just a little light in the britches. It's not his fault. No. You know, so I think maybe they're trying some other options that Yeah, that, that that's kinda of what I was alluding to. They're they're still rotating different options in there and I think that's I think that's why, but what Coop has going for him is his smarts. Mm-hmm. Like knowing the offense, knowing the blocking scheme, knowing what's going on, knowing how to put people in the right place. That I mean, that is more what the game is about than the physical attributes. And I think that's like that's probably one of the reasons why Brandon Kennedy, who was the transfer from Alabama, started and played for us for a long time. It was just he was smarter, but like I was never impressed with his physical abilities mm-hmm. when he played. I, I, I really didn't think he was blocking very well. I thought he got pushed around a lot. But I think it was just like, oh, he can get our guys on the same page. Mm-hmm. So, as long as you, and, just, and just hold your own, basically. Yeah, just, just hold your own. Don't end up in the quarterback's lap. Yeah, and, you know, I think it's going to be a battle for Coop just because that's his body type of just gaining weight. Yeah. But, I mean, man, if he can get in the 300s, I mean, I feel like he's – I have no idea what the roster says, but, I mean, he looks 290. Yeah. Like, he looks under three. But, I mean, if he can get to, like, 305 – I mean, really get his strength up. And he's still a young cat. Yeah, exactly. He's he's a second-year guy. Yeah, so. So it's. Hell, last year he's playing tight end. (laughs) Yeah, 93. Um, So, I I mean, I definitely see a bright future for Cooper. Yeah, we both both love Coop. And so, you know, for his sake, I wish he was a little bit bigger. But 
I mean, I'm just being honest. Like, yeah, they get him listed 6'3", 295. Like, mm. Yeah. I mean, I after a practice, he's probably 285. <laughs> yeah, just sweating I mean? out there. But, um, yeah, I love, man, I love the guards. I loved how they competed and played. And that's what you want, man. You want some nasty boys, and you want them to be pulling up to those second levels and, you know, being yeah. nasty to these linebackers. So, once again, I thought there were some one-on-one drills. And I thought there were some of those, like, I guess I'll call them two-on-two. Yeah. Offensive line, defensive line. And we saw one, and it was, I think, maybe, like, Tyler Barron and I forget the in the D-tackle. And they were going up against Cade, and Cade was at right tackle, and then I forget who was in at left guard. But they tried to run a stunt, and Cade just Cade. So he's very naturally gifted, and he yeah. did a great job. Yeah. And so did the guard, and they picked it up perfectly, and it looked great. And so there's times during one-on-ones they all did well. And there's sometimes one-on-ones they got maybe beat. I would, I guess you told me the guards, you felt like they didn't get beat once. No. Yeah. Carvin was locking dudes down. I yeah. Mean, there, no one beat him during one-on-one pass at all. Right. And then I think Darnell got beat once. Uh, Kate pretty much got beat once, wasn't able to push the edge. Um but, like, did not see that at Carvin, did not see a beat, get beat on Spragans either. So, yeah. it's just like – and one-on-ones are so different. Like, it is so against the offensive line. Like, it is such a drill meant for defensive line. Like, defensive line is supposed to win more times than not. Right. So, if you're able to lock them down, it's just it, – it is impressive. And I, I thought they did a great job. And, like you said, that like, they had those drills of – like two on two pass rush. They also had drills of two on two like run, mm-hmm. and some of that stuff impressed me too. Just like getting pad level, the drive. There was literally a drill that started practice where it was just effort. It had nothing to do with like a down block, oh, an yeah. inside zone, a outside zone. Like where you're getting your leverage. It was all just. Who's pushing who? That's all it was. They were just, yeah, just man versus man. Man versus man. Who, you said what's the point of this drill? Who was that that said something? Dane. Dane Davis. No, there was someone else that was left to you that said something. He was like, he was down oh, on a knee. And he was just like. Now, I can't remember who it was, but he, that's what he told me. He was like, it's just effort drill. It's just literally yeah. who can push who. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I like that. That's the first thing they did Dude, to yeah, start it's, practice. It's a nice warm-up. Yes, exactly. Nice warm-up. So... Um, you don't have to think about anything while you're doing it either. It's just all effort. So really, you can see a lot about who's who when you see them doing that stuff. Like, okay, are you just are you giving effort? Because there's no mental breakdown here. Right. Like, there, you don't have to think about a play. So it's literally just you versus you in your head. Am I pushing through this? You know, knowing that I have two hours of practice ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And you know, light shines through on who who cares and who doesn't. Right, right. Yeah, I enjoyed watching that one. I didn't watch. I guess I watched that drill and then the two-on-two pass set. I did not see the two-on-two run. Yeah. Um, if, our, if our most talented offensive line can play and compete like some of the other offensive line, then we should be in good shape. Yes. And also, most importantly, like you always say, they got to play well together. Yes. And so, for me, overall, offensive line, 
was pretty much about the same yeah. since spring practice. Now, how do you feel? Do you feel better or worse? Because obviously it looks like you're you, – you know, I know you were saying that you really thought Dane Davis was going to get a chance to tackle. I did. I did. I, I wanted Cade to play guard because I know he's more comfortable there. And I know that his attributes and his skill set work better for him at guard than it does at tackle. If that makes sense to everyone. It's just like his body, his athleticism gives him more of an advantage while he's at the guard position than while he's at tackle. Which was the same for me. Like my body, the way I was, the, the, my build, my skill set gave me more of an advantage at guard than it did at tackle. I have short arms for my size. I'm not lanky at all. I'm more stout than I am like thin and tall and long. So it's just like it, that would have been better, but you know, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. I, I just think like, and that's not to say that Dane's a bad player. I, I, I don't think there's a big drop off when it comes to Dane and, and Darnell and Kay, like they're pretty close to each other. So, which is a huge kudos. to <clears throat> Yeah. Especially just being a walk on and just like figuring that, just figuring that shit out and just, you're becoming better each year. And I don't think this means doors closed for him mm. by any means. No, he's still young too. Yeah. And, I, and you know, they're still competing until the, you know, I mean, this, today's the 14th. So this is coming out in a week and a half. So we're going to be closer to game day by then, but like he's still going to be competing throughout this whole next two weeks until game day. So two to three weeks. Um, but I, I feel yeah, good. So I feel good about the offensive line. It's just like it always it always made me feel weird when people were like, oh, we're losing so many guys on the offensive line. One need Morris and duh, like we're going to be off. It's like, no, we're not. Yeah. We still got a lot of freaking dogs out there and a lot of good players that like, I don't know if you guys were paying attention, but they are good players. That, I mean, they just got to be coached right. Like I do think that Will Friend did a disservice to – the offensive line last year. Ooh, buddy, there was a there was someone there that we were standing with talking with today who's uh, he work you know <laughs> he works there. Uh, yeah, he's part of the, the the team, but and he was not pumped with Will Friend. He basically said this guy did absolutely nothing for these group of guys. Nothing, like they have such a uphill hill climb. Yeah, because climb. Will just like yeah wasn't there for him. So yeah, well, I mean, basically when you go. Th- three and seven or whatever we went last year there's a lot of issues well and that's the thing too there's a lot of issues everywhere but i mean we had multiple guys like all sec freshmen all sec I know. and it was just like oh yeah we're gonna be amazing on the bunch of five stars on the offensive line like we're gonna be great and then it's not that right Right. So it's yeah, like, what the heck happened? Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, what the heck happened? Where did yeah. it go? So, all right. So, give me your. So, so you still feel really good about the offensive line, even after hearing, even after hearing how bad the scrimmage was for the offense as a whole and yeah. the offensive line, and then even during some of these team drills where I felt like the defensive line was kind of in the backfield a lot. You still feel good. I still feel good because I trust their skill set. And I think it's just like a like a a click, and it'll get together. Where it's like, okay, 
Spragans knows he has to put a hand out to help Cade when he's on a slide so Cade doesn't be, isn't left on an island versus a three technique. Like, Coop knows that he's doesn't have enough weight in his ass, so he's got a position block this nose instead of trying to just blow him up out of the hole. It's just like little stuff like that, becoming more knowledgeable in the game and in like understanding those nuances can, I mean, it can just make such a huge difference and understanding who you're playing next to, what they like, what they need, you know, how you pass off games with each other, which is like twists and pass protection or, you know, how you work together in a double team up to a linebacker, trusting the guy next to you that he can get the job done for you. It's just that little stuff. And honestly, I feel like it is little stuff. Like it's not, oh, all of our offensive linemen weigh 280 pounds and they're weak and they don't have good feet and they can't place their hands. That's not it. We got big dudes that are strong, that have really good feet, that know the game. We just got to get them connected. So that's what gives me hope is it's, it's not that we have bad players out there or small guys out there because that has happened in the past. Right. Where it's just, we just don't have big bodies. And, like, you're going to get pushed around the SEC and, like, it's not good. I mean, Cooper's the smallest one. He's 290. Yeah. But, like, Carvin, Spragans, are, and Cade, and Darnell, and Dane, and all those guys are over 300 pounds. Right. So, right. I think we're doing, we're doing well as offensive line. There's always stuff to work on, but I still feel good about it. Okay. Um, let's just hit on tight ends really quick. Okay. I felt like I watched a lot more tight end stuff uh, during spring. I didn't see as much today at all. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's no um, Austin Pope out there. Yeah. Which uh, I don't think we even really touched on in any of the other spring practice. I mean, all the uh, spring practice, all the other podcasts. And I just hate it for him. I mean, that kid is. Uh, He's, he's, he's had some tough, tough times in his it life. It always sucks when it's injury, yeah. and it's just like there's really nothing you can do about it. It just happens. Yep, and it's just tough, and I hate it for him. And Because um, at spring practice, man, it looked like he was going to be, um, I'm not going to say like a vital or, or like key point, because I think there's a lot other options athletically and stuff, but I think maybe he could have a nice little key role. Yeah, when I, mean, I thought, was like, I thought and Fant was probably one, you know what I mean, like main tight end. Yeah, I love. I'm, I might be the number one Princeton fan, yeah. fan club number one guy. Yeah. But but yeah, so I just hate that for for Austin, and um, it's it's tough, it's tough, and uh, I I you know I'm I'm bummed about that. But the rest of the tight ends, uh, like I said, I'm I'm excited for for Princeton Fant. I think he can be a really good player. Uh, Jacob Warren, your boy, who came over again to you today, he's just a big kid, like tall. He's huge. Yeah, he's a big boy. Um, I guess it was uh, Campbell. I, don't, I want to say it's um, – what yeah, I It was Miles. I was about to say Miles. So he's a freshman, good-looking kid, 6'3", 240. You can definitely still tell he's young, though. Yeah. And so – but I think he could play in some stuff. Um that's two freshmen too, because Julian Nixon's on here, six three, two forty five. 
Um, I thought both of those guys have good futures yeah. with, with UT. Um, and I would say I wouldn't be surprised if they both like get some PT time. And the only reason I say that is because I don't really know how much they're going to be doing much of different tight end stuff. Yeah, I think they're – I mean, it seems like the tight end stuff is going to be occasional routes, blocking for screens, and they're doing a lot of pulling from the backfields, like H-back kind of stuff. Correct, correct. When they're correct. blocking. Correct. So I, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's obviously we don't have some guy that's, you know, Kyle Pitts that's over there is going to be, a, a, you know, a first rounder. And none of those, I mean, I don't know if, you know, any of those guys are really going to be like, wow, just like change the game. But I, I'm not worried about them. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, and just like the thing about Kyle Pitts is, bro, like, and well, I, mean, I said I, this from last year, he's a receiver. Well, you know, I'm, I I was just saying that meaning we don't like we don't have a cha- standout tight end correct, changing the correct. game. Correct. Correct. But I also don't think that it's like going to be some weak point. I think no. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm talking about them second because I think it's pretty quick. It's like, like I said, I love Prince of Fant. The other two freshmen look fine and good, and um, you know, so well, I, I'm just kind of like. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. No. So, okay. No, not at all. Uh, let's jump into – we'll jump into running backs. Running backs. Okay. So, first thing about running backs, smalls. I think, you know, we had talked about it a little bit on the defensive podcast and the, the pass pro stuff. Like, he is a smaller back, so it is tough for him. But, man, I like, I – Watching him out there, seeing him hit the holes, seeing him find the creases, like, he's a dang good back. And I think he's our starter right now. And we said this before that a lot of guys could rotate in, and I think they will just because getting tired, being fresh, like, just wanting them to, you know, be okay throughout the game and not just, like, worn out. I think there'll be a lot of rotation. I think he's the starter. And I'm always so high on Evans, but I'll tell you, watching him and going through drills and not even like team stuff. You talk about tie on Evans? Yes. He wasn't mentally locked in. He was missing, wait, which direction am I going? Wait, which foot am I stepping with? And I think that's the re- like I think that's why he probably won't start. Uh, it was so funny. There was like we were standing there watching. Actually, during that drill, you were talking about where uh, Evans maybe had a couple of missteps. It was Evans, Wright, Small, Pierce, and we were just like they all look like little carbon copies of each other. Yeah, they're all they're, exactly they're, the same. They're all just like the little like squatty bodies. Like obviously Jabari Small is not as thick as some of those guys, and I do. I think he looks nice and swaggy with number two. Um, yeah, it's just funny. It's kind of like we got a bunch of ragtag, you know, kind of that smaller, lower level to the ground, and then there's D Beckwith. Yes. You know, so it's just kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, Jamar Small, I like how he runs. I like how Tyon Evans runs. I like how uh, Wright runs. Like, I don't – I mean, you could not have a name or a number on them, and I think they're all going to do – like, it would be hard to tell them a different apart. Yeah. Um, I mean, Evans is definitely the thickest of the bunch of those. For sure. Um, For and sure. I'm excited to watch him run and, and see him get after it. Um, but, but, like, I, I think he probably has m- m- maybe the most talent 
out of that running back group. Potentially. Just potential talent. He's, you know, got the intangibles that he needs. But, bro, if you don't know what you're doing, you're not going to get to play. Right. So, I just, like, just seeing that drill, I think I saw it in another drill where, like, center quarterback exchange wasn't right. And just like, bro, you're like, you're not, you got to get that under control. You got to get that taken care of. There's like, there's no room for those dumb errors in, in a game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going through here kind of looking. And so the, everyone knows looking, I'm not just like texting, but I've got the, I've got the roster, roster. pulled up. Um, yeah, Jalen Wright, so he's 23. Um, and then, you know, D, I just – I love D Beckwith. Antonio he, Malone's on here, so. He's, he's a guy that, you know, might not be the main back, but when he gets in there, he runs hard. He runs over people. You know, he's not the fastest out there, but he'll lay the damn wood. Yeah, he's just a large man. He's just a large human being. And, and you said it in the defensive podcast – He's a great pass protector. He did fantastic. Because he's so much bigger than everybody else. Right. He's like, I got this. Right. Right. Easy money. Yeah, it's so funny. I'm scrolling through this, so we know different. It's so funny. I didn't even talk about uh, Bryson Eason, and I feel bad now because, and they have him listed on here as a linebacker, 6'3, 290, but he was one of those guys going with the D line with Byron Young, uh, yeah, Roman Harrison, yeah, 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 yeah. and some of those guys that were going to D line, and I thought he actually did have some nice practice. So, sorry. I feel bad leaving him out on defense, but I made a note and just forget. Like I said, we see so much. We want to tell everything in our heads and our brains. Yeah, and we just want to tell everybody what we see, but it's kind of hard. So I actually did think that he did pretty well on uh, um, some defensive line stuff. Uh, Receivers, I mean, running backs, like I said, I'm – I'm fine with them. Like, I'm, yeah, we don't have, once again, we don't maybe have a game changer that people are like, watch out for this kid at Tennessee and he could have a chance to, you know, lead the SEC in rushing. Like, we don't have that. No. And that's fine, you know, but I'm totally fine with what we have. Like, I feel very, very confident that those guys that I just mentioned, that they're going to hit the hole, they're going to, you know, um, get us, you know, get make some plays. Um, be very sufficient. Be very sufficient and 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 be pretty pretty good. Um, and it's yeah. definitely going to be probably by committee. And so, hopefully, there's no injuries to anybody. But that's one of the groups that if someone had to go down, then I feel very comfortable that we're going to have someone behind them. Yeah, and I, I think we were talking earlier about like previous running backs we've had and like the skill sets and all that kind of stuff. I feel like I could compare this to like John Kelly. Mm-hmm. Where it's like he's a good player, he runs hard, he you know gives full effort, good he's balance, good balance, good vision. He wasn't the best running back in the SEC. He didn't win any awards. He wasn't you know he didn't get the most rushing yards of any Tennessee running back ever, right. anything like that. But like he was a solid back for us, very solid. And it was like you know we had struggles because of you know offensive line play, because of quarterback play, because you know that stuff didn't work out. But like. He was a very solid back, and I think these guys can be the same way. We're very solid backs. It's not like they're, you know, blowing us away with anything. It's not like an AK yeah. or her or Jalen Hurd, yeah, um, or like a Ontario Hardesty or something like that. But it's like a a Neil, Rajon Neil. Mm-hmm. 
or the guys that came after Camara. And right. just like it's it's still solid. It's not like we're just falling off the map. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Them. Yeah. So I mean, it leaves two positions. I mean, it's basically the same thing we said in spring practice was we feel good about receivers. Uh, I mean, we feel good about running backs. We feel fine about tight ends. Yeah. I, I'm excited for receivers. I'm very excited about receivers. Unfortunately, today, I'm, I'm guessing that I haven't been at all the practices. This was my first practice that I've been at. But I'm assuming it was Jalen Hyatt's worst practice. Uh, yeah, it had to be. It had to be. It was. He had four bad drops. Yeah. Like, and these were in team period. I mean, and 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 seven on seven, and they were good throws. And they hit his hand. He straight up dropped them. I do not see that happening to this kid much this season. No. I think he is. I don't think. I know he's a ball player. I think he's going to have a really good year. Um, and I think he knows when it's time to make plays. Because people forget, like, you can practice all you want, but there's some people that are just ball players, and they just – it's different when it's time to play. Yeah, it's just it – it's, it's like they just rise to the occasion a little bit more. Um, I did notice, and I did make note of it pretty early on in practice, is, like, Cedric Tillman's, like, probably going to be a starter for us. Oh, yeah. And I don't think people really talk about it, but it's like I think it's going to be Velas Jones – I mean, starters are so stupid to even say, though, for receivers. That's what I was saying in the last pod. It's like, like they rotate so much and bring in so many different guys. It's like, what does starting really mean? Because guess what? The first play is going to be a run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just like, wh- who who cares? Yeah, so that, and I caught myself saying that, but I noticed it's like, you know, obviously you got Jalen Hyatt, uh, Velas Jones Jr., um, and then Cedric Tillman, like I said, he's a big guy, big kid, good athlete. I like his hands. I think he plays well. And then, uh, you know, Walker Merrill, man, as Dude, for, for a freshman, for, yeah, he's, he's very impressive. He's going to get legitimate playing time yeah, he's, this he's, year. He's, I mean, he was out there with a brace today, and I don't think he was as fast as usual um, that he is, but, you know, good hands, competes swaggy little athlete like gets in and out of his breaks like does what he needs kids very good hands yeah i'm trying to think of like a good comparison for him where people can like oh that's it i mean maybe josh smith just, maybe josh that's, smith. That, that's the easy one but i, I mean but but, i would even say he's he's a little more agile i guess savvy savvy agile agile, but he's not necessarily as fast as like a zach rogers right like zach was a burner yes like way more he was almost like a track star yeah yeah. than you thought he would be um yeah walker's not that but i mean just as a freshman being out there is so impressive like i literally saw Jalen hyatt walk up to walker and be like hey what's like what is this what does that mean and like oh yeah what what's that symbol okay so it means this and they're like talking through so Walker who just got there is helping like Jalen Hyatt understand so he's a smart kid he freaking knows the offense which gets you on the field first is knowing the offense they trust you and you can't you you, that you're where you need to be make the play and you know what you're doing you'll get on the field quick yeah Yeah. and so I mean legitimate starting time this year like I see it yeah and uh, I mean he could really be just like a good reliable wide receiver for us moving forward like for a few years yep yep Um, 
Javante Payton. We haven't talked about him yet. Yeah. But from what I saw, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. Uh, good size, not great size, but good size, good athlete, good hands, good savvy. Um, yeah, I was just impressed. I thought he did well. I thought everything, every, anytime I saw him, I mean, he didn't have any, any bad drops or anything like that, but I just, I thought he, I thought he was, I thought he played well. And we were, when we were talking to Kevin, was it Tillman that he pointed out to us? Mm-hmm. So we were talking to Kevin Simon, and if you didn't know, you know, he's part of the program now, um, but he was a scout for the Dallas Cowboys for eight years. He did stuff with Atlanta after that, I think, mm-hmm. for two years. So he was always looking at guys in college and, and can they make it to the NFL? Can they be, you know, the next big guy in the NFL? And that's what he said. It's like you really look at the body type first. Like do you have the intangibles to be able to just be a part of a team and, and fit what the team needs? And he pointed out to me, he's like, look at him. Like he's got the body for it. He's, you know, 6'3". He's got long arms, long limbs. He can catch every ball. And he was doing drills after practice catching tennis balls. And he's like, you see how, like, soft his fingers are and how he's, like, grabbing He's grabbing the ball, not just let it come into him? Like, stuff like that makes a big difference. And, I mean, like you said, Til- like Tillman is not, like, the name that everyone yells out first. But, like, I mean, he could be a big-time weapon for us. So you got Velas. Hyatt, Merrill, Tillman, Peyton. Then even if we go to Ramel Keaton, which I guess I wasn't noticing as much because they didn't do one-on-ones against the DBs today, which when I saw Keaton in the spring, I was impressed. Addison, Addison Kobe was fine. And then they didn't have, um, uh, who did I point out to at the beginning of practice? It was... uh, Jimmy Holiday, he didn't practice today. Yeah. So, all three of those guys, like I'm totally fine with with them. And then our our you know if I'm number one fan club from Prison Fan, then I'm also number one fan club leader for Jack Jancic. Yes. And Jack Jack, <laughs> I mean Jack still had a really nice play and catch, and uh, I don't remember seven on seven or team, but I was impressed. But um, I just I like our receivers. I I think they're very good, and I think they're all going to eat a little bit this year. I really do. In years past, it was like we need a big play. Like, all right, it's going to Callaway or Jennings. Yeah. Like this year, I feel like a lot of people are going to step up in big moments. Like Peyton might have a moment. Velas, Velas, honestly, it might help too because I think there were times in years past where JG was like, oh, it's going to Juwan, it's going to Callaway, and the defense knew that too and took advantage of it. And they could take that away on third down, and it's like, oh, we're screwed. Because he did, you know, Garantano's just staring down Juwan. Correct. And, you know, there were times where Juwan made plays on the ball, like went and go get it, because that's what he had to do. The DB knew he was getting it. Right. Now, we got enough guys out there that can ball. It's like, ball could go to anybody. Whoever's open, that's who the ball's going to. That's how it should always be. Correct. Correct. And... There's just no way for me not to feel comfortable until I watch these games on Thursday night. I was about to say on Saturdays, but <laughs> yes. but Thursday night and Saturdays, and just like I, I mean, if I can list eight guys that I'm comfortable with at receiver, that's a pretty nice feeling. Yeah. And um and so I'm I'm excited for that group. Uh, I think they all they all work hard and um 
they're all very supportive, especially Belis Jones, definitely the grandpa of the group is very supportive and helpful and tries to be there for these guys and, and stuff like that. So same thing. I'm sorry to maybe kind of repeat ourselves, but it's from the spring, but I feel good about receivers. I feel really good about running backs. You know it's what I mean? It's just something not to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, do I wish we had a couple bona fide first round draft picks out there? Yeah, I do. Um, but we'll get there and, and maybe some of these guys work their way into that. You never know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so receivers, uh, I, besides Hyde, like I said, probably having his worst practice, I was still very impressed with him, even with four drops, yeah. you know. So, and I don't expect that on Saturdays. I think he's going to be a, a big time stud for us. Yeah, I agree. All right, I guess that leaves it to it. It's the quarterback. It's the quarterback. It's what everyone wants to know. I'll just start by saying that I was – I guess we were kind of both – well, we were definitely both wrong. Because we thought Maurer in the spring. Well, and I'm not saying that we were like – we were not sitting there saying it's 100% Maurer and that's who it's going to be and all this. Like we just said, we felt like it was his job to lose. It was his team to lose. Yep. And that was a lot because of him being – Vocal, his attitude, and trying to be a good leader and a good guy, and trying to just be the quarterback and and be that leader. Yeah. And I guess he was trying that, but like your play has to represent it. And and to start, obviously Maurer was not at practice today. Everyone already knows that. Uh, all the you know media people have already like put that out there and stuff like that. But um, you know, first and foremost for him, I. I hope that I hope it works out for him wherever he goes because I really respect from outsider looking in. I respect that he stayed here when all the turmoil and didn't try to just transfer and leave. Now, yeah. granted, I could say that people are like, well, of course he didn't transfer. He thought he was going to maybe be a starter yeah, for the University of Tennessee because now he possibly might be transferring. Correct. So. And so, so yeah. So I just you know. I'm not going to talk about it much longer, but I just hope the best for him. And I do appreciate his effort, his fight, and what he did for Tennessee. Because it, there was, it would have been very easy for him to be like, when everyone else was leaving, he'd be like, deuces, I'm gone. Yeah. You know? For sure. Uh, secondly, um, I mean, I just I, I think it's just Joe Milton's team to lose. And that's another thing I was wrong about. We both were like – there's no way he can come in because there's such a hill for him to climb. And we were wrong. And we were wrong because he's he's it. He's he's the one leading people. He's the, he's the one that's getting the reps. He's the, he's showing savviness. He's show like he he's showing that he's played before. That he has that experience. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that. I don't know if Hendon and, and Harrison are on the same page with that. I think. Well, I, I just, just I just think for me, um, and and Joe is a big kid, like everyone knows. He's big boy. Actually, funny, like he wasn't as big as we expected him to be, but he's yeah. still he's still he's still big. Um, great size for for a quarterback. Um, I was waiting for this guy to be just throws a freaking rocket. And maybe he doesn't control it well. No, I was wrong. Like, that was not a good assumption to make. Like, he went just the first routes on air uh, to start the practice. He didn't – I don't think he had one drop from a guy. And that was – kudos to him for putting it in good positions. Like, I think Harrison Bailey throws a good ball, but he had a, two overthrows. 
Yeah. And same thing with Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker would make a couple good throws, and then he would airmail a guy. And, and then, I saw a couple, like, behind their wide receiver. And then there was another one that was like an out route, and he just sailed it into the sideline. Yeah. You can't play if you're not even making those routine throws. Because in sports and then – in, in, and then in this competition, the SEC and, and high-level college football, like you don't have many opportunities. And so when it's a routine third and eight and you got to hit that guy at the sticks, like we can't have you air mount it. No. And that was always the issue with Maurer. Like he was just this. He was up and down, up and down. He'd make one good play, and then the next time he might make the right decision, but he can't even get it to the guy because he throws it seven yards over his head. Yeah. And so the thing about Milton is – I, and I told Kyler this at practice, like, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Like, he, he is probably going to be our starter, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the best or doesn't mean he's going to finish the season because of I don't know when the when the lights click on how it's going to be up here. And that's what I said to you at practice. I went like this. I said, I don't know how he is up here. Yeah. I said, he looks great throwing the ball. Because that's what it seemed like in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like he throws a great ball. Not only does he throw it hard. Like I said, I thought his accuracy was good. I thought he placed it well. I thought he had good – touch on his deep balls like like I said obviously he's big obviously he's fast obviously he he just he has it all and it's makes me nervous until I watch it like why did it not work out at Michigan and 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 it could totally be Michigan's fault and we all know that a change of senior can definitely help people my favorite team Tennessee Titans Ryan Tannehill was in Miami he had a lot of ups and downs he's come and played for the Titans he's been great these past two years so one of the best quarterbacks so it happens it happens and I hope that for Joe um, but, yeah, it seems like he's our starting quarterback, and it seems like he's going to get the first crack at it, meaning yeah. go out there and play. If you play well, it's probably your team. Now, I was still impressed with Harrison Bailey, and Harrison Bailey's just a younger guy. Um, I still think he is more athletic than people give him credit for, um, and I still think he's you know has a good touch on it. He's probably third right now, and then it looks like Hendon Hooker's second. And – People, someone, someone said that Joe Milton's faster than Hendon Hooker. I, I would be surprised that if yeah, they. No, I don't think that's. I don't think it's true. No. I, I think if they lined up, I think Hendon Hooker's leaving him. Yeah, I do too. And so, what happens if the offensive line plays like it did in that scrimmage, and these guys just got people in their laps, and Heupel says, you know what, like uh, maybe we need to run more of a quarterback run type. Off. They put Hendon in there. Correct. And yeah. so so that that's what I'm saying. Like, Joe's team to lose. Hopefully he goes out there and plays well. Obviously he can run well, and he's a big kid. Yeah. And he needs that big body because he's probably going to be taking some shots. Um, and, you know, if and if he goes down, then it's probably going to be Hendon, and we'll probably run it more. And then we just hope that Hendon can keep his decision-making and his actual throws pretty consistent. Yeah. You know, and I, I I saw Joe come over to the offensive line, the one O line, and and talk to them after like one of the team things, like, "Hey boys, we're gonna be all right. Like it's gonna be okay." Like he tried to bring everybody up, and and it might not be much. It, it some guys might not even listen, but the fact that he's even doing it yeah. is a good good sign. Yeah, like. Sometimes it takes a while to get the trust of everyone on the team, especially since you're a transfer, you haven't been there long, you haven't gone through a lot of the stuff they've gone through. And, it, you know, that's that uphill battle we were talking about. But the fact that you're trying, you're trying to do what a starting quarterback would do, 
is good to see. Um, literally did it right in front of me. So I, but I think it's all the. I think that's what happened to him in Michigan was just like the mental breakdown of like I can't get this right. So then nothing went right. Mm-hmm. Like he's throwing a pick, he's fumbling a ball, and then he's just like, I I can't do anything right. And and his brain shuts him down from doing anything right anymore. And that's how sports are. Yeah. Sports, a lot of sports are just confidence. You gotta like, be you gotta be mentally tough, like and that doesn't mean like, oh I'm tired, work through it. It's oh I'm fucked up. I need to work through that. Yeah. I need to be able to just get it out of my head and move on to the next thing or understand why I messed up and learn from it. It's just if you can't do that, there's no growth. You're going to stay in the same place. You're going to be stagnant. You're never going to be the starter or the or the best player or, you know, win some awards, win some games. Like, just growth won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I don't know if you ever went through it, but it's so funny that – and I can just use me because that's the best example I can give. And I know people listening and watching that played sports or whatever, they know how it is. But it's so it's so funny – that when you have – you can have the same athlete. Yeah. This is Kyler Kerberson. This is who he is. But, like, you're riding high and you're confident and you just pancaked a guy and you had a great game. Then you had a good practice and you got another good – you're just riding high, bro. Yeah. But then you got Reed Bacon and maybe I missed the open field tackle. What's and, depi- through, and, yeah. and depending on how I, you know, snap and clear, which I was not a good snap and clear. There's some guys, like I think DBs are hilarious – that DBs can literally get beat, and then, like, the next play, they'll guard you, and it's an overthrow. They do nothing. They're like, yeah, come on now. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, oh, give me a break. But it's like, so how well do you snap and clear? How well do you move on to the next play? Because it's the same person. They And if they got that confidence, it's, fun, you know, like now I, I play golf. As, you know, obviously I'm not playing football anymore, but now you play golf. And I always joke that I can be – so I meet I meet somebody new and it's it's like um, they're like Reed how how are you golf I said well we'll find out today I said some days I come out here and you might think oh this this guy's been playing his whole life like not bad like maybe played a little high school golf and then other days they're like what the f- did this guy just get his clubs two weeks ago like dude just topped it off the first tee. Yeah. What do we got going on here? Yeah, exactly. This guy, I'm not playing 18 holes with this guy. He's going to slow me down. Yeah. So it's just confidence is huge. Mental game is huge. All that stuff is so huge. And so for me, all I can judge is what I've seen. And if Joe Milton looks like he's got every tool in the box and he's going to be the, you know, it looks like he's going to be the starter. And once he goes out there, depending on how his play. And, you know, for me, I'm not watching film. I'm not saying that, but as a fan, I'm like, well, okay, if he doesn't play great, I think we still have two pretty good options. Yeah. Now, I don't know what Hypo thinks. I don't know what, what Goalish thinks, you know. Um, That's why we kind of said before, like, whoever wins, it's like you were impressive. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if you're, if you're winning this job, that, like, that was an impressive yeah. way to do it. So Yeah. And the other thing is, too, is, like, it's funny. Um you know, we're not taking shots. At, uh, we, I, I do not consider myself a media person. Like, I do this for fun. I do this with you. Yeah. I love ball. I love Tennessee. Like, I do it for fun. Like, we always say we're not trying to break stories. We're not trying to get lame quotes from players. We're not trying to do this different stuff. Um, but it's funny because I'm just a guy at my house, like, maybe reading Twitter like everyone else is. But since I did get to go and I did get to watch practice – 
and not just the first five or ten minutes. Once yeah. I said, once again, I'm not taking shots at, at, at those other people, but like now I get it. Now I get like why like okay now I do feel confident because last night or two nights ago I'm on Xbox I'm talking to my guys like who do you think is going to start? I said. I don't know. I was like, I'm excited to go to practice and see. I said, everyone's talking good about Joe. But my um, persona of him was a big guy, big kid, strong arm. I didn't know how accurate he was going to be, and I don't know what he has up here. And I, I want to see him around the other guys. Yeah. I still thought that Hendon or Bailey could have a chance. Yeah. And then you go and watch, and you watch the entire practice, and you just see different stuff. And it's like – Okay, well, I, th I think it probably is going to be him, actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's, uh, yeah. It's eye-opening, for sure, to actually go to a practice and see that stuff work out. Yeah. And like we said, it it is his job to lose as of this moment, but he can definitely lose it if something happens like in Michigan, like what he did at Michigan and just like, fell apart turnovers, turnovers turnovers indecisiveness yeah just like yeah. throwing a ball in bad places but I, I think when we had Taylor on Taylor Brown who's the Western Kentucky recruiting coordinator and a friend of ours from Catholic he you know he said he was impressed by Joe yeah he like, loved Joe he loved Joe's yeah. film and like what he did and it wasn't it wasn't that Joe was a bad quarterback it just like I just some of the mistakes were there that's the thing about recruiting and all this stuff. It's, you know, they look like Tarzan, play like Jane. You know, you don't know until the lights come on. And so, I didn't watch much Michigan last year. Like, I, you know what I mean? So, let's yeah. see. But but I was very impressed with what I saw. That's the best way to put it. I was very impressed today with what I saw from him. Yeah, because you didn't, you like, because you we weren't seeing, you yeah. know, he's going to be our starter. Like, yeah. it wasn't, like, in your brain going, Correct. Like, hey. Correct. So, then when you saw it and his ability and what he was doing, some of the throws he's making – some on the run. He has good mobility. He can run if he needs to. Like, he was able to escape the pocket and get some yards. Yeah. And it was just like, hey, man, if you can stay ahead of the chains, like, if, if we're averaging four yards a run, I'm happy. Right. And, and, and for me, the biggest thing I was most impressed with was his touch and was his accuracy. Now, once again, it was, you know, it was practice. You made a great point uh, during practice. We were watching these quarterbacks know they're not going to get hit. Oh, yeah. And it's like, so that changes the game big time. But still had good touch, still had uh, good accuracy from what I could see. So we'll see how what his decision-making like, is like when the game starts. Um, I think I'm pretty much spent. I've just talked for everything. We, <laughs> I don't even know if this is a good podcast or not. I mean, we just talked for two hours straight, offense, defense. We tried to regurgitate everything. We bounced all over the place. I mean, hell, this is the offensive one. I'm just hoping people can get some information yeah, from this. Like yeah. something about the team that you didn't know before that that can, you know, tell you how you think these balls are going to do. Correct. Because everyone's so worried about it. Yeah. You know, it, it's, such an, it's such an unknown territory right now. If we can give you just like a little glimpse into what we're seeing and what they're doing out there at practice, that's what's important. Correct. And we didn't have time to sit and collect our thoughts, really, besides the ride home. And, hell, that I was more worried about ordering my smoothie from Nectar. <laughs> and you were more worried about getting your – getting my your sub mixes. Yeah, and so we were just like, get us inside. And, and uh, you know, and so we didn't maybe sit and think, and maybe we think about other stuff later or, you know, review our notes more and stuff. And we know it's not super professional, but we're just – like I said, we're trying to spit out as much information as what we saw, what we did. Overall, it – this is the offensive pod, so we were talking about the defense on the defense pod. We talked about Heupel, yeah. 
yeah. a good amount and stuff. Like, I still like all those coaches. I still like what I see from them. I just like Hypo. Like, he just feels, like, real. And I like the things that he was preaching. Like, the day after practice when he called everyone up, I liked how he said, like, guys, like, there's going to be ups and downs. It's how do you do – you know, how do you handle adversity during the game? And it's so true. It's like there's going to be good plays, bad plays. Like, how do you handle How do you respond? And he wasn't yelling this. I don't feel like he was, like – you know, like, making it all about him or just, like, you know, I just felt like he was just, like, trying to say what was important. Yeah. Hey, you know, we got to keep working hard. We know it's basically almost middle of camp. We know it sucks. We know it's hot. It's like, you know, so I just felt good about everything I saw. And um, ultimately, how's this team going to do? I I still say that you better go out and handle business against Bowling Green. Um, and I wouldn't say that if it wasn't for Vegas putting us up thirty, you know, a thirty-three point favorite. I trust yeah. Va- I trust Vegas a lot. Hell, yeah. they had to put that. Vegas could have put out we're only better by seventeen points, and I've been like, well, okay, like I, I don't I don't really know. <laughs> no. But since they did that, I'm like, let's go handle business against Bowling Green. And the biggest test of the year, like I've always said, like is Pitt, and that's where I'm going to know. Do I need to worry about the D line a little bit? Do I need to worry about these linebackers a lot? But today, like, I'm still happy with how the program's going. I still don't think it's going to be a great year, but that's fine. Like, you got to start and build pieces and see how we go. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I and and I thought everyone was working hard. I love the camaraderie of the players. Like, I was still, I'm, I'm still kind of mind blown by that. Like that there wasn't more fights. That offense and defense, a guy were going up against each other as hard as can be, and then after they were slapping each other on the butt of the helmet and going to do that. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. But, yeah. Because it's not me, but that's awesome that they can do that. Yeah. For sure. And, and I mean, if we want to talk about a turnaround from spring practice, like there was a fight when we were at that spring practice. So it's like, sure. They're learning how to practice the right way moving forward. So it's it's good. It's good to see. Maybe they're like starting to turn the leaf of realizing that's not your enemy because that is a hard thing to do we talked about before like being an offensive player going against defensive players all the time just being like screw that guy but it's like oh wait he's actually your teammate so it's also the same way in your own position group because you're because you're you're competing because you're competing for that starting time so yeah well, we hope everyone liked it. Uh, I'm going to listen back to this, and I don't know if it's going to be good or garbage or what. <laughs> it's going to be great. I enjoyed our day. Yeah, I think I, – I mean, I had a great day. Get get time out in the sun. Get to watch practice, sweat my butt off. Hang out. Hang out. Do a yeah. couple pods. So, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And then uh, – Yeah. But uh, thank you guys for watching and listening. Uh, you know, all podcast platforms on YouTube – Follow us on social media at Kyler Kerbison, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at rbacon26 on Twitter. And then we have Believe in Tennessee on Twitter also. So follow us there. Um, Yeah, like, subscribe, rate, review, follow, uh, and, you know, let us know how we're doing. Contact us, believeintennesseefootball at gmail.com. DM us on Twitter. Write stuff in the comments. Gotta get that comment section going, man. That's the algorithm for YouTube. Before you say go balls, and as always, go balls. Yes. I do want to say we really, really, really appreciate every comment, yes. every like, even if you there. We I, kudos to the people who corrected us on how to say names correctly. Like, thank you for that. Like, we we take all you know criticism and constructive criticism, but it's uh you know we're not trying to make. We're not trying to be the next Joe <laughs> yeah. Rogans here, but we yeah. enjoy what we're doing, and we really appreciate that 
you know, you guys at least follow us. And yeah, stuff. and I, you know, I try and go on the YouTube and respond to as many of the comments as possible. That is me responding. So, uh, if you feel like you want to ask me any other questions, I love it. Uh, any critiques, I love it. Uh, you know, I got thick skin, so uh, yeah. So just really appreciate you guys, uh, and as always, go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.